Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Let's talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, I'd love to. This is actually, I, I really rate this film, so I'm intrigued to know what you think. Do you? Tell me more about why you rate this film. Um, I kind of like it. This is going to be a controversial thing to say on a Marvel podcast, <gasps> but I quite like it. it doesn't feel like a Marvel film. Does that make sense? Y- yes, <laughs> I guess so. It just has its own, like, sort of, like, I don't know. It just feels very, like, strong identity of its own. Like, you know, like, certain Marvel films have their own in- energy, like Guardians or... Ant-Man. Black Pan- Ant-Man, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Ragnarok, they've all got their very own, like, little areas. And I feel like this one carved its own little area quite well. Interesting. Because yeah. I didn't rate this film very highly. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't disagreed it. like that in a while. I know. I, I, it would be so easy for you to be like, you hate Asian people. I'm not going to, because that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> of course not. Of course you don't. No, I, I, I struggle with this one because I didn't think it's, it's not, I didn't dis- dislike it. I'm not rating it as low as like, as, as much as low as like a couple of the Captain America films or. Um, the America. The, it doesn't matter the, where no, it is. You drag him every time. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I was just like punching Bradley's down, yeah. Um, and, and and not as low as Black Widow either, like still a little bit higher than that, but definitely in my lower quartile, I suppose, of films. And I think it's because what I really struggled with was how much, it was more the structure of it. It was how much backstory there was and how they yeah. would bring in backstory and at the most awkward times sometimes, um, which I found quite jarring. Like they had, it starts off with the backstory of Shang-Chi's father and mother um, and sort of like then him having to leave. And then it doesn't fill in some of the gaps, but then it doesn't leave any, I don't know, it didn't seem to leave any questions. It just kind of jumps and that was (laughs) it. Um, And then it filled in the gap about why he had to run away and what happened to his mom. Um, I was like, okay. And then later on, when you meet his dad, you then get all this backstory of um, the him thinking that the mum's behind the wall. But then Michelle Yeoh's like, no, it's not a door to a goat to ghosts. It's like demons. It's demons. Ah, like horrible demon things. And then the whole backstory of them. And I'm like, this does not tally up with these backstories. And it just was. And this was like three quarters of the way into the film, which is where the point where I would expect to know where it's going. But instead, it just does this kind of and like every every bit of backstory, like it turned a corner to something different. I was like, oh, OK, this is happening now. But I kind of like that because normally you kind of know every beat of a Marvel film before you watch it. You're like, oh, this is where they do their first fight, but realize they're not strong enough. And then this is where they meet the love interest. And then this is where this happens. And, oh, it's the big fight. And you think they're about to lose, then they bring it back. But in this one, it's like, no, here's a dragon. What are you going to do about that? Dragon's a good guy. <laughs> Weren't expecting it to be a good guy, were you? True. The audacity is appreciated. It just the audacity is the or- it was audacious. Let's put that on a t-shirt. I love that as a catchphrase. The audacity was appreciated. Yeah. I want people to say that about me all the time. All the time. Or I'll start saying it. And if I say it enough, it will become true. That's what happens, yes. isn't it? In the social media. Like, that's how fetch happened. So this will be this. Yes, yes, that is how fetch happened. Yeah. Um and basically every line from Mean Girls, that's how that happens <laughs> by saying yeah. it a lot. Um yeah, I fa- I I mean, yeah, I like, you know, obnoxious things like that as well, but I felt like in this story it <laughs> something just didn't 
connect about it. It was like the writers changed their minds twice throughout the film mm. about what they were going to do. You um, do have good form for not liking flashbacks. We established this actually. I yeah. think it's thought in the podcast of so far. It's like Paul's thing hates a flashback, hates Captain America. Uh, episode eight of 13 of every any Netflix series that does a flashback, a lengthy flashback. I'm like, <sighs> and you're right, it is normally episode eight. I don't know why it is. That's just the routine. You've got to know the characters, and then after episode eight, you've got four more episodes to climax the thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... he said climax tea. <laughs> I know. Now, ah! <laughs> um, no, I like it. I'm, I'm surprised. I would have thought this would be your bag. No, I I thought I would like it more. I, I didn't. There, there are many bits I did like. I mean, for have starters, you, have you seen like films like Crouch and Tiger and all mm-hmm. that? Yeah, because apparently it's like based on a lot of those films. Yeah, and I love all that stuff. I mean, it um uh it just it it didn't connect. It it was the bit where where we got the whole backstory of this magic door thing, and I'm like, what? Where? Where is this going now? This has just done a complete U-turn, and it's it's like it's forgotten everything else that's happened before it. Now we're doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. Now and... crazy magic door. It's about grief and how it makes you do weird things. Yeah, but there was nothing like that until we got there. <laughs> There was no hint of that. I don't know. I felt like a bit more cohesion between the different. It was like three separate stories almost. I felt mm-hmm. two or three separate stories kind of loosely woven together. And I didn't get the whole dragon thing at the end. Like the dragon was cool. Don't get me wrong. But it was a little bit like, boom, now we've got a dragon. Well, they didn't talk about the dragon before. It wasn't a surprise. I mean, <laughs> they mentioned the dragon. Do they? When not they mention the yeah. dragon? They talked about how <laughs> they talked about how he was the one with the power and how he helped defeat the Ten Rings before and all this malarkey. And but he didn't have a dragon. He just had the Ten Rings. He didn't have a yeah, dragon. They talk. They talk. talk they talk about the dragon. You see Although him. they they don't show it. That, that you can talk about stuff doesn't make it true. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. They talk about this dragon and you assume it's going to be like a metaphor, and then it's like boom, bitches. There's an actual literal dragon. Actually, dragon. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of got the idea that they were, I haven't looked into it, so I don't actually know, but I kind of got the idea that the, the three-part structure was maybe mirroring like a like a type of film or something specific. Possibly, possibly, um, yeah. Because it felt deliberate in my head. Maybe it was deliberate. Maybe they're going for more like an anthology around about around one figure. Because mm. I guess if they're doing an origin story, it's going to be quite hard because they've done a thousand origin stories now. So yeah. to make it different, I guess they've got to sort of put a six part series, like a series of six adventures, let's say, and kind yeah. of bundle it into a two and a half hour film and do it that way, which I kind of get. I get their thinking behind that. Um, I think I would have liked. Yes. OK. They talked about the dragon. They didn't talk about the demon things behind the door and they came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm going to have to rewatch it for a third time now because I feel like they, they <laughs> that there are demon things behind the door as well. No, because you're not supposed to know about them because Michelle Yeoh reveals about them. She's like, actually, no, it's not your mother. It's demons. Well, they kind of hint there's like bads behind the door because that's why the whole place is so well hidden, surely. Yeah, but they don't men- I swear they don't mention the door until much later on. Like this, this magic town, this magic village thing in the magic forest. Um you kind of see it briefly at the beginning, but they don't really explain what it is. Um, but they don't, and it's not that they have to, it's just that they just throw a load of plot points in at the end. Um, and yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, the other thing I will also criticize it for this. So the main thing for me was like the amount of flashbacks and disconnects and stuff like that. The other thing was they introduce Aquafina of all people. They use her really well for like the first half hour she's in it. And then it's like they had no idea what to do with her. In my opinion. It's not her, it's the writers. I find it interesting because she kind of went through like lots of different superhero tropes almost. I kind of like the way the film was almost like reclaiming stuff from before because one, Mm. it doesn't force everyone to talk English all the time which I feel like a lot of movies do in Mm. Hollywood two it brings back the Mandarin and it also you know 
allows you to understand how that got um that character got taken away and mm. the character the original ten rings dude the dad in the comics is like quite racist looking um I suppose they have to undo all the racism the yeah I think that's what they're doing and with her so she's kind of undoing like a little bit she becomes almost like the love interest who falls off a building like that seems to be a big old Marvel trope mm. but she's not the love interest she's the kooky best friend who is having a great time and then you kind of think oh she's clumsy she's going to be like you know rubbish the whole way through and it turns out she's really good at archery so I don't know I kind of like she it. learned it very quickly but I feel like she, she she did what Aquafina does well. She has, you know, the quips and she's fun and she's a bit kooky and all that. And she's, you know, a bit embarrassing around the family and all that. That's what Aquafina does. But I feel like they had a really good sort of comedic actress who also can do deep, deep drama. Like the farewell is so oh, powerful. And she's so good very- that. Yeah. Um, but it's Marvel. So I don't know that they would be doing the deep, deep dramas. No, I know, but they had a sort of opportunity to. I, I feel like after a while, I was. I just thought, why is she even there? There's that they haven't even thought of an excuse for her to come with Shang Chi and his sister because they only need them. They don't need her. She's <laughs> she's the audience. She is the audience, true. But she spends all her time kind of staring up at the sky, amazed but doesn't have a lot other than, you know, suddenly learns archery in about an hour. I don't know. I kind of like the grounding of it. And I also mm. love that they were just sort of really good childhood pals, because like I say, normally it's always smoochy, love-interesty mm. nonsense. And these two, you kind of felt like they had they had really good chemistry from the get-go. I agree with you, actually, with that one. I, I really liked that they weren't love interests. They were just mates. Mm. And I really hope they keep it that way. Um, yeah, who knows? I would like to see her be a love interest in a film because I feel like she is always not the love interest because she's kooky. And I'm like, you can be kooky and noisy and still lovable. You That's can't possibly thing. be funny and the lead actress. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like she's the lead in the farewell, and is, but it's not. She's not like a sort of romantic figure of intrigue or anything, is she? So no, no. But yeah, I mean. I thought it's fun. It'd be nice to see if she pops up again. I kind of get the feeling she she might briefly, but just I think she's got a lot of stuff going on with Disney because she's in the Little Mermaid, isn't she? She is. Yeah, yeah. I think mean, I mean she's hot stuff at the moment, and I really like her. I really rate her as an actress, as a writer as well. So um, I hope so. I hope they do a bit more. I felt like when you've got Aquafina and Michelle Yeoh, like the moment I saw that they were in it, I was like. I'm sold, <laughs> but and then not really use Aquafina to the best of her ability um, felt like a slight waste. The impression they wrote her in because they wanted her, mm. which I'm fine with. Put her, yeah, in yeah, stuff. put her in everything if you can. Like mm. that would be great. Like I'd like her to be a Disney princess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could have a funny one. Let's talk to Disney. An Aquafina Disney print. Ooh. Yeah, because she doesn't just have to be a seagull. She could be a princess one day. That'd be nice. It is. Her. That is one thing is that she gets cast as the seagull, and the yeah. she's like the funny best friend and crazy rich Asians and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, maybe she likes her. it. Maybe if she's if she likes it herself, then who cares? But I suppose it's the yeah, like you say, it's the idea that the you know, the the funny kooky girl could actually be the lead. Yeah. Not like in a Zoe Deschanel manic pixie dream kind of way but just in a sort of realistic way people do like funny it's attractive well let's why don't we go through some plots yes let's do that i'm tempted to just and maybe you'll convince me yes that i am incorrect in my opinion right shang chi we start oh i should point out before we go go into plot we are going to obliterate the names of everyone (laughs) involved in this because we're not mandarin speakers we will try our best but sometimes the pronunciation of of uh chinese words and names is really hard for us poor poor people yes i have looked them up and i'm gonna do my best yes i'm gonna try as well but But correcting me (laughs) yeah i know i should i've I've worked with a lot of chinese people in the past who have put given themselves english names 
And they basically openly said, no, you can't say it. Don't. <laughs> Don't ruin my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was, oh, there was one, one that I was really insistent on trying to say it and I was saying it and it sounded like how she was saying it. But she was just like, just don't try. Just call me Rose. <laughs> at least you tried. I think it's nice to at least try, isn't it? I think it's nice to try. Um, but maybe sometimes I- if they're hearing their name said wrongly all the time, maybe that gets a bit aggravating sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in that position, I suppose. No. I guess it's up to them, isn't it? Like, I always try and make sure. But anyway, yeah. Mm. If they want to tell you that it's shut up and stop using my name and that's that's on them (laughs) but we are going to try and say their character names so uh, a thousand years ago cast your minds back a man called Wen Wu uh, he finds ten rings and they give the owner enormous power including immortality it's not just immortality more than immortality (laughs) they're pretty powerful things Um, over the centuries He creates the Ten Rings organization, which we encountered somewhat in the very, very first Marvel film. Um, He conquers things and topples kingdoms and governments and builds them up. He's sort of like in the background going with his Ten Rings and the control of all the world, basically. He tries to find a mythical village called Tarlo, and he goes through a magic forest to get there. Um, and where the, the the trees will grow apart and grow back together and you can get crushed by them. It's pretty scary. Um, and she meets he meets a mysterious woman there called Ying Li. He fights with her, but she's very powerful. And so they fall in love through their fighting. Um, I love the way they fall in love because they're like, just literally as they're fighting, their eyes catch. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Bollywood. This happens in a lot of Bollywood, like big epic Bollywood films where the hero and heroine are like super tough and they're like fighting each other, but then they'll suddenly burst into song and they're fighting, but then they're making love by the end of it. And it's all mm. very, very over the top. And I freaking love it. <laughs> I do love some good, good high levels of drama. <laughs> mm. Yes. So they fall in love whilst fighting um, and Ying Li leaves Tarlo with him. Um, they have two children, Shang-Chi and, oh God, Xia Ling. Xia Ling. I think it's Xia Ling. Xia Ling. I think so, yeah. That was Xia the one Ling. I was the most trouble with. Yes, that is a tough one. Um, and he abandons the Ten Rings and locks them away to become a family man after being in control of the world for like a thousand years you gotta settle down sometime <laughs> he's got it you know what he's, he's getting into middle age now so he needs yeah he needs to settle down and think about his pension i suppose mm-hmm. um then when shang chi is a child his mother is murdered <laughs> so when wu of it does what all men do when their wives are murdered he gets the ten rings again and exacts revenge and he goes a little bit mental because that's what people do when they lose. Is their that life. or they remarry? And I feel like I don't know which is worse. To be honest, the they one. remarry an evil person. <laughs> yes, there's the two options. I'm like either go. Could you? Is there no middle ground? <laughs> They're apparently not. They either remarry an evil person who kills them, or they kill everyone and go yep. crazy. Um, he starts this really brutal martial arts academy training place and forces Chung Chi to go through it but not his sister, but his sister wants to do it because she's a tough modern woman. So she secretly teaches herself whilst watching, which is very talented of her, I must admit. Yeah, because if I was watching and tried to teach myself, I would not be as good as she was. Literally, I don't think it's physically possible. You need an instructor to point out. For sure, yeah, you do. I mean, maybe with YouTube and everything now, I don't know. Maybe, that's true, that's true. Um, after a while, Wen Wu sends Shang-Chi to assassinate the leader of the gang who killed his mother. Um, he does, Shang-Chi does this, but he hates it. He's like, no, killing is bad. So he runs away to San Francisco and calls himself Sean and basically goes into hiding. I mean, if you were going to run away, San Francisco is not a bad place to go. I think he's made an excellent choice of city there. Um, yeah. Except that property prices are through the roof in that city. So I would have thought he'd go he somewhere is, cheaper. But a humble valet, so... He is a humble valet, so it's surprising that he can afford to live there. <laughs> yeah, must make friends well. I love that whole, uh, yeah, you meet him and he's in like the cool car or something, or he's getting into the cool car, but it is revealed that he's the parking valet. And I think, yeah, because it shows uh, him 
at home, doesn't it, doing all his press ups and everything? You're like, oh, he's doing something real hardcore. No. He's tough. He's like, he's like Tony Stark, but not as rich. And then it turns out, you know, he's a pretty regular guy. Um, and he has his friend Katie, who's adorable and funny and makes quips and tells him when he's being silly. And not being silly enough. And not being silly enough. That's true. Yes. Um, I love up with um their old friend from school the lawyer friend yes and his wife right no she was the friend and the what his her husband and the and husband then, that's it she's like i grew up blah 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 um but i just love how they just they just laugh her off and there's no big drama between any of them and she's, they're like they're just having a fun time they do lots of karaoke um because that's the ultimate symbol of friendship. being fun and young yes <laughs> i mean I love a karaoke, so yeah, let's pretend that's young and fun. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but suddenly they're on a bus and they are attacked by people from the Ten Rings. This was a really good action sequence. Mm -hmm. I really liked this thing with the bus. Um, I thought it was really fun. And he fights them off. And in so doing, reveals his identity to Katie because she didn't know about this. So he's all like, hang on a sec. And he starts fighting them really, really well. And she's like, what the hell? This is crazy. Just out of nowhere. It would be really, because she's even going, like, you got the wrong guy. He can't fight. And he's like, bam. And you're like, oh. <laughs> or recording it on their phones and vlogging. Because I feel like that is very realistic of what our world is like. I liked that too. I thought that would 100% happen. Um, and, you know, I, I think it was, it was a great use of Aquafina to have her drive the bus at one point, like she's Sandra Bullock. Yes. Oh, my God. It is so speed, isn't it's it? It's so speed. It's so speed. And, you know, there's nothing more dramatic than someone trying to drive a bus but can't drive a bus but has to drive the bus. Yes. It's a very unique sort of individual problem. But I like when that problem is comes to life on screen very much. Yeah. So. Zhang-Chi manages to hold off the guys, but the really big, big Ten Rings guy, he takes the pendant that he wears around his neck and it belonged to his mother. And he takes that and steals away into the night. Uh, Zhang-Chi reveals that his sister also has one. So he thinks they're gonna go after her as well. And so he and Casey head to Macau where his sister runs an underground fighting club, a very glamorous sci-fi kind of underground fighting club it is surprisingly sci-fi isn't it because you go and thinking oh classic and then you're like wow it's like i'm in one of those episodes sega of world it's like sega world mandalorian you know mm. the one with the dark sort of criminal world do you remember that one <laughs> not sure i got halfway through the mandalorian and did stop watching because it was it was not my cup of tea oh you're gonna get some mando fans after you I know, I know. They're already at the door now. Being down. How dare you? Yeah, it's just very um, Star Wars's version. Star Wars's Disney's version of like the criminal underworld is always mm. very. I quite like it. It's quite colourful. There's no yeah. drugs. There's no drugs, but people look like they've got funky hairstyles and they wear leather and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's what you would think the punk world is if you're like twelve. Yeah, and there's always neon lights everywhere. You're like, mm. oh. My this place is real hardcore because they, they don't use just normal lights here. <laughs> it was very um, Thor Ragnarok vibes in yeah. this bit, I felt, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, I suppose, it's, uh, you know, we that was very much influenced by Star Wars and the canteen scene and, uh, you know, the dark underworld of Star Wars, which isn't that dark, really. It's quite neon lit. Um, yeah. But I liked that. I thought it was very inventive. Lots of wibbly wobbly aliens and weird people all around as well. Um, yeah. And and then he has to he has to fight her in in the club scene, and she obviously proves that she's very very good at fighting and has been there. And her, her haircut is like pristine. It is pristine, very Tony and Guy. Mm, oh, it is so Tony and Guy. And I don't know how her fringe stayed in one night, nice segment because if I have a fringe and I do any exercise, it sort of splits into pieces. But that's the thing in Marvel is that their hair is always amazing. Mm. They get killed and their hair is amazing. They'll have, and to show that they're exhausted, like only a little bit of hair will be out of place. Or there'll very... be a sweat rather than actual <laughs> hot. I've got patches under my arms. I'm red. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. And um, whereas in real life, yeah, on the train home from work, you know, I look like the Dulux dog. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that image. I feel like they should do a realistic cut of what marvel would look like after each fight scene 
<laughs> like they get punched in the face and they're bleeding from the eyeball. Yeah, <laughs> like actual bruising, blood, dirt, yeah. messy hair, sweat, all of that. The fight she wins um, and the 10 rings arrive and there's a big fight scene on the outside of the building. That was also fun. The fight scenes are good in this. They do oh, they very are. good fight scenes. They are. They look really good. I think it's one of the best looking of the Marvel films for all its faults, I think. A bit like with Black Panther. That just You know when you just stare at Black Panther and you're just like... And sometimes Daredevil. I think Daredevil's pretty good at a fight scene. I agree. Those are good fight scenes too. Um, yeah, and there's lots of bits falling off. Katie nearly falls off. She's like sort of Bond girl going, ah, save me, James. Um, and she's by another woman, which I like. That is true. Yes, they don't have them at odds with each other. Mm. And I'm like, yes, phase four. <laughs> we know we they're like, not only do we acknowledge that other ethnicities in the world exist, we also allow women to talk to each other without being bitchy. It's nice. moved on really far from Iron Man 1, where Gwyneth Paltrow is like furious that Tony Stark happens to have slept with another woman, but takes it out on the woman and is yeah. like, I'm just here to take out the trash. And it's like, Gwyneth, Gwyneth, come on. <laughs> come behave. On. She's a mother of daughters now, so she can't behave like that. Uh, yeah, big fight scene. Then Wenwu turns up um, and he takes Shang-Chi's Yarling and Katie, Katie for some reason, um, back to the Ten Rings compound in China. Um, and then he puts the two pendants together and they reveal a map that goes to Ying Li's village, Ta Lo, their mother's village. Um, and he explains that he's been hearing a voice of her voice calling to him in dreams and believes that she's being held captive behind a magic door. I love that a dream is enough for him to think, ah, oh, yes, it's true. <laughs> it's so true because I dream about some really crazy shit sometimes and I don't normally assume that it's true when I wake up. No, but he's done what all men do and he's gone a bit mental. Yes, men. <laughs> but and actually, you know what? Nicely for once, not white men, just men. Just men in general, men in power, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose that's the idea is that he's been in power for like a thousand years. And then uh, suddenly, because he's not powerful, he gets the one thing he loves taken away from him. And he's like, I'm not in control. Yes, must regain control. I like mm. this. Oh, you should do a segment on the podcast going forward where you've, you're like the counsellor. The counsellor to uh, the villains. Yeah. You're like, guys, we're just not understanding their true motivations. <laughs> tell me, tell when you um, destroyed half of life in the universe, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I feel pretty good about it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so because he's mental, he intends to attack the village, as one does. Yeah. Um, it, uh, if they do not release her which I'm like, he's, he's really out of his mind because he, he thinks she's there because of a dream. So he's like, well, the village has got her captive, so I must destroy them. And if they, yeah, 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 no, he is pretty crazy. I'm guessing it's a very hallucinogenic dream because it does sort of into sort of fall into his real waking hours as well. And it seems very all-consuming for him. Um, obviously, Shang-Chi, Katie and Xia Ling don't like that this is Wenwu's um, plan. They're like, hmm... Might need to rethink this. Um, so Wenwu imprisons them. Um, but within the prison, they meet Trevor Slattery, who cast your minds back to the start <laughs> of phase two. Um, was the guy who was the actor um, who was playing the Mandarin, but was not actually the Mandarin. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> ben Kingsley himself. So King Bensley himself. In Iron Man 3. Yes. Iron Man 3. Because there was that whole twist that everyone thought he was the Mandarin. Turns out he's just some actor who's been forced to do it because he wanted some money and he was a bit off his rocker as well. Um, All actors are, I've decided. This was interesting to include him in this way. In that, because that the twist in Iron Man 3 was quite like, it divided some people, mm. I feel. But it gave an... It, it sort of gave the character a bit of closure, but also it made Marvel be like, well, you know, we didn't stop thinking about him. <laughs> I have Even though we did. Trying to, 
apologize for doing some wrong things maybe as well like here's what we did before we're gonna hold our hands up and be like we made a mistake yeah so we're gonna conclude his character give him a bit of justice here because he was when it was revealed he was like oh i'm loopy and (laughs) it just disappeared for the rest of the film yeah well there was a tiny marvel short that he's in but that also ended on a cliffhanger Uh, okay so he was imprisoned for by the ten rings for essentially impersonating the ten rings because it wasn't the ten rings in that film as it turned out or something like that wasn't it that's right yeah i didn't think he was that funny oh no no i didn't i don't know if ben kingsley's acting goes as far as comedy oh plating ben i love it (laughs) i know i know i'm talking about one of our beloved english actors here but uh, (laughs) but no he's not english he's welsh um British actors um but yeah I didn't Is laugh it, that much with him yeah, whitewashing as well by having him there do you think I wondered because I guess him taking on the role of the Mandarin before was a little I guess controversial in that sense but but I suppose they that's what they're retconning a little bit is that that's what um, I mean, yeah. So maybe they're addressing whitewashing and problems from Marvel's past, like not even necessarily films, maybe a little bit of films, but more like the comics themselves mm-hmm. and how they how they depict the Asian stereotypes or black stereotypes that we talked about, the um, some of the black stereotypes that they cut out for Black Panther because they were now awful and they can never, can never be on film. But the, the way they sort of check, sort of owning their hands up, throwing their hands up and owning those problems and trying to move forward mm. yeah i think that's that and the fact that he's been imprisoned by the actual 10 rings which is chinese that by actual chinese people sort of them saying look we're a bit sick of this that, yeah um yeah you're you're whitewashing you're putting white actors in these roles and that sort of thing um, yeah and yeah yeah i think so i think i think it was a good idea to do it i felt like he could have been funnier but like you know maybe that's just me being a bitch <laughs> i mean funny is so subjective <laughs> hard to know like I feel like with Marvel because it's so like catered towards such a big audience they have to go for the most like friends they have to go for the most <laughs> basic mm. like, this is funny rather than like Rick and Morty a bit quirky a bit community funny you know yeah 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 I know what you mean um yes so he helps them to escape because he's a good guy like that um, and the gr- whole group of them head to Tarlo through the magic forest and they meet Ying Li's sister, ya- Ying Nan, who is Michelle Yeoh. Da, 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 ladies and gentlemen, great actress, Michelle Yeoh. We love her. It's her second Marvel appearance, isn't it? Yes, because she was in another film. It yes. was like a really small role, it wasn't was. it? Guardians. Two guardians do. <laughs> She's at the funeral. For, That's um, it. Yes, she gets two right? characters. So did Alfred Woodward, mm. didn't she? These sneaky, sneaky people. I think people think we won't notice, but we always notice. You do if you watch them as quickly as we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, she comes in. She then gives this whole backstory about the magic door. Um. And she says, no, they're not. It's not uh, my sister behind the magic door. It's demons. It's big, horrible demons. And they eat your souls. I which love is that. probably the exact opposite of what he thinks it is. I want that to be the answer to every mistake. Like, you think I've got cake in the cupboard? I've got no cake. It's demons. <laughs> Soul eating demons. Bah! <laughs> I, I'm going to use that um, if someone asks me for something. I'd be like, no, soul-eating demons. Sorry. It's, it's all we got. I just love how it's just two, there's no sort of in-between. It's two ends of the spectrum. It's either his dead wife calling for him to save her or soul-eating demons. Yeah, those are the Very only funny. options. But, you know, I was about to talk about this. I don't worry. I forget the order. We've, you're not there yet. Don't worry. We'll wait. I'll wait until oh, we get Were you about to give something away? I because I was like yeah we've seen this together but it wasn't you I was with it was obviously Chris this well rehearsed <laughs> stony facade is breaking down and you're revealing things and you finally know, getting there no sleep this is the ultimate torture you sent mommy to me <laughs> <laughs> damn it you've seen through my web of lies 
she's not really a baby. She's demons. She's, she's a soul-eating demon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the demons are calling out to Wenwu to trick him into opening up the door so they can come out and be like, yo, we're free. And we're going to take over working. the world. It's working really well for them. It is, it's really working. Like they, but also, they've been in that behind that door for how long? And they've only just worked out a way to get out. I mean, normally, everyone who knows about the door is too sensible to open the door. So they had to wait for someone and pet symmetry them. That's what they had to do. Uh, pet symmetry them. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it, wouldn't it then have made more sense for the, this magic village to have sort of didn't not open up the village if they want to, but maybe it's just send out some memos and be like, look, guys, if you hear it, a dead relative calling to you, it's not. It's soul-eating demons. Yeah, I mean, memos would be good, but I don't know the sort of people who would do memos. No, that's true. But the Chinese invented writing. I know, but I feel like they, their big thing is like stoic. Like this mm. particular village, like you fight. You're strong of mind and body. Not you need a memo to remind you that the demons it are behind the door. Doesn't seem like a sustainable political system, but you know, we'll mm. go with it. I, I guess it is because they win the fight. Spoiler alert, they win the fight. God. <laughs> People watching along at home, <laughs> you burn. Like, what? <laughs> 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 the heroes win in a Marvel film? Crazy. Mind-blowing stuff right here. Um, when we arrives and a big battle ensues between them all, um, he manages to get to the door. He does some damage to the door, which releases some of the demons. And that's when the Ten Rings are like, oh, shit, he was wrong. And they were right. Oh, no. So <laughs> they then ally with the villagers and Shang-Chi and they fight against the demons. It's it quite up. horrifying when a demon gets some someone. Like, yeah, it's quite scary. Cool. They went for a proper, like, are we the bad guys, women? <laughs> and then they went, we are. We change now. That's good. Self-realisation. It's good to see that. But they have to see a few people die in order to realise that, which is very human nature, I feel. It is. Because you like to cling on to your, your own twisted morals, no matter what, right? Until it turns out people are dying, Kim. Look at Brexit. Look at the mm. Tory. People just keep fighting for things, even though they know it's wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> Literally. And all the people leaving the Tory party or, or the cabinet. And oh, it's absolute chaos right now. That's why we're taking solace in Marvel films. <laughs> yes. We'll escape into this world where things make sense and there's good and bad and nothing else. <laughs> no shades of grey. No shades of grey. No, get out of shades of grey. <laughs> Uh, but Wenwu does not realise he was wrong because he's crazy. So he he's keeps crazy. bashing away at that door. <laughs> um, Shang-Chi manages to summon a big magic dragon to help him no, <laughs> that happens he falls in the water and then he just looks and the dragon's there I quite like that it's like wow how handy is that he felt <laughs> I, I mean you know that, yeah I'd love that I'd love a pet dragon who wouldn't no, literally everyone would want one especially they, this kind yeah yeah um, so he gets his dragon and he Daenerys Stormborns Wenwu and uh when and then Wenwu eventually um accidentally releases the big evil demon leader who's huge and then he's like oh no I was wrong I think my wife might be dead guys (laughs) who'd have seen that one coming that the dreams I had were just that dreams crazy (laughs) and so he's he says to Shang-Chi oh you know what you have these 10 rings I'm done and uh, the demon leader kills Wenwu, but Shang-Chi, along with his sister, uh, manages to defeat the demon in a very spectacular series of lights and dances and dragons and things like that. And it's very yeah. exciting. It is. And Orgrafina stares up at the sky a lot and shoots a couple of arrows. Really well, though. She shoots them really well. She does shoot them very well. It is odd that that is her talent <laughs> that she's discovered. But you know what? How many of us have been and picked up an archery moment, you know, or thrown an axe in London? It's a sort of city hobby, isn't it? I feel like it's the sort of thing she could have had a go at. I did discover that I'm quite good at axe throwing, I must admit. I've been once and I won. See, if you got taken, you know, (laughs) by Loki, you could help him. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? If I was in the Orgrafina role and it was axe throwing, then I'd be doing pretty damn well at it. So yeah, it wouldn't be the dragon. They would have just had you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs? Yeah, I am the dragon. I'm an axe dragon. 
<laughs> I think that should be also go on a t-shirt. So many t-shirts this episode. I'm an a- audacious axe dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, they save the day. And back in San Francisco, uh, Shang-Chi and Katie are together and they're with their lawyer friends and her husband and they're all like, I know we did this and, rah, 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 rah. and they're all like, oh, we're stuck up people with careers. And they're like, no, we're having adventures. Woo. And you identify with them for some reason. I don't know why I did. I identified with them and I was like, I'm not them. I'm the other people. I'm the stuck up people. <laughs> yeah, the best who don't take our, journal, like our careers too seriously are them. We're millennials. <laughs> doing the best we can <laughs> we're somewhere in between the spectrum yeah <laughs> um and they are summoned by wong from uh dr strange yes and uh it, there's a mid credit scene where they meet bruce banner and carol danvers Woo! and nice. they believe that the rings are doing something they want to study the rings a bit more they feel there are secrets secrets in the rings yeah. Yeah, you would want to study those rings quite hard if you heard about what happened, wouldn't you? I'd be like, yeah, we need those rings. That seems legit. Yeah, be like, we might want to check that these rings are okay. Yeah, maybe. Thing, I think it'd be good to just double check. Mm. And then in a post-credit scene, uh, oh yeah, Jia Ling becomes the new leader of the Ten Rings, even though she said she wouldn't. Ooh, <laughs> and she looks damn cool sitting in that chair as well. It does, and they, yeah, they changed the logo of the Ten Rings for her, didn't they? Oh, did they? I didn't notice that. They did, they tweaked it, and there's a little lotus in it. What, is she a lotus? In the comics, I can't remember the name, I'll have to look it up again. She plays, her character is someone called, like, something lotus. Black lotus, white lotus, it's a coloured lotus. I think white lotus is a TV show, and I've just thrown that in here. Turquoise lotus. Yes, let's go with turquoise. Mauve lotus. Nobody says mauve apart from my old people in Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the colours on Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, so we do say it a lot then because that, that song. It's in that song, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that... yeah, that's Shang-Chi. Um, not, definitely not one of my favourites. <laughs> what are you going to give it out of five? Oh, I feel like... 2.5 is too low. Three is maybe three. 2.7. <laughs> yes, you can do that. I guess. I can. Okay. The power is yours. Um, okay. Yes. What do you should... give it? A four. Oh, we're so divided. Ah, maybe it also depends on your mood when you watch it. Possibly, possibly. I was looking forward to it because I was like, it's a film, it's a new superhero as well. We haven't had a new superhero in quite some time because the last film before that was Black Widow. Mm. Um, and that I didn't like that at all. Um, Shang-Chi, I liked elements of it. It looked really good. I liked him. I liked Aquafine. I liked all the actors, actually. I liked all of them. And I liked the look of it. It was I like the script. And I like the script. But I, I just, I didn't like, I didn't like the story. I think that was it. I literally thought the story was just a, just, it was like 50% backstory, 50% something else. <laughs> front story. <laughs> yeah. Story, front story, just normal story. Story, yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. You don't have to like everything. Thank you. I try to, but sometimes I just don't. That's fine. Would you like me to quiz you on it? Maybe that might help change your perspective Let's a little. Let's quiz. I'm sure there's lots of interesting facts about it that I've missed. So. Of course there are. And you know I would have dug them all out for you. Hang yes. on. Let's do our first question, which you will know what it is, but let's do it anyway. What do you believe it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to go quite high. I'm going to assume that I'm in a minority in my opinion. I'm going to go 85 you're even more wrong than you realize it got 91 <laughs> really oh yeah. even higher than i thought and can you perhaps guess it's box office takings oh 800 million no so you've doubled that it's like 432.2 million which oh, okay. now sounds small but that is a significant figure of money <laughs> that i would not sneeze at if someone offered it to me do the box office numbers do they start to go down 
it with like COVID and streaming yes. services and stuff like that. Yeah, they absolutely do. So you will notice that as we go forward. Because... I need to bear that in mind, I think, because we we went through a phase where every single Marvel film was either like if it was an Avengers film, it's a billion or more. But if it's a non-Avengers film, it's like very nearly a billion. Yeah, um, it's what... crazy how much COVID has actually changed so many different things. So, yes. Mm. I also if you think about it it didn't um it didn't get to it was filmed during covid and a, quite a lot of it was it opened during covid so you know not many cinemas were open but in china i don't think it was allowed to have the premiere there because of restrictions and all sorts of things so okay i see you know bad times for everyone really mm. okay so samu liu who was cast as shang shi um what do you believe he trained in to get himself ready for that role almost every martial art you can possibly think of yes almost exactly correct so he already knew taekwondo gymnastics and wing chun which is a type of kung fu i think it's actually a type of kung fu that i do you know it's designed for smaller lighter figures so oh, i don't know like I'm yourself. Doing, but, <laughs> <laughs> it's more for like like they, like they traditionally teach it to women actually because it's like you're using your opponent's strength against them oh ooh. Mm, I know, look at me. That's mm, a fact. Yes. I didn't even have to look up. I just knew it. Um, but for, <laughs> for this role, he also had to train in Tai Chi, um, Mai Chai, uh, Krav Maga, Jiu Jitsu, boxing, street fighting, and a few others as well. So, oh, don't well, good for him. With that guy, because he will rip you apart. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd have him as my bodyguard in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I would too. Sure. And I would probably have Aquafina there just to keep me company. Yeah, just for quips. Quips. Um, so there was a little love story on set between, I don't know if you've heard about this, do you know someone met someone and they got married on this, after they met on the set of the film? Ooh. Um, uh, uh, oh, God, it could be anyone. Aquafina um, <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would mm. love that. No, it was uh, Zhang. So she plays the sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she married Young Lee, who was an action designer. And what's really cute is Simu Liu and Aquafina hosted a surprise wedding reception for them at Disneyland and took them to Korea. Yeah. So I another... um, What else do we have? So the guy who plays their dad. Um, her, he didn't know much about the Mandarin, mm-hmm. the original Mandarin, and he didn't research the character. They were like, you can invent your own background. So he did. <laughs> he wanted oh. to give it more depth and credibility. So rather than just be like, he's evil. They're like, he's actually a man with history who wants to be loved. He's human with a family. He loves a woman. He has a yeah. He has a family. He yeah. Yeah, so that's quite nice, isn't it? Mm. Um, Liu, um did something in December twenty eighteen on Twitter. Do you know what that was? Ooh. Um, did he start an OnlyFans? That'd be quite funny, actually. No, he um, <laughs> <laughs> he asked Marvel for the role. Of you know, Shang Chi, and oh, he then asked Marvel. Yeah, it's like give me this role, and then he retweeted that original tweet in 2019, thanking oh. them for giving him the role. That's nice. It's that nice is nice. I assume it. he did more than that to get the role. No, that was it. You just had to tweet. I don't know. This we're being very wrong all this time. We never tweet Marvel and ask if we can play a character in their films. Oh, okay. Hang on, and let me try it now. Can I? You get last to play. Black Widow. Nice. I Get think rid I'd... of that Florence bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be a good Darcy. Okay, yeah. Can my friend Kaylee, <laughs> Darcy, get rid of Kat Dennings? She smells there. Yeah, thanks. Right, That's... next year, you'll see us in the next film. Original tweet. We'll retweet that and we'll say thanks. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Put a little praise hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> do you know the sort of symbol Chinese symbols on the Ten Rings lo- logo? Um, mm-hmm. Should I just tell you? Because I don't. Yeah, know I, I, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what they stand for. So there's authority, power, strength, extraordinary, outstanding, influential, grand, mighty, 
strong and dominant. You know, I'd love if it was all of those and then mouse. <laughs> Goose. Small. <laughs> um, what do you think Aquafina had to train us for her role as Katie? Archery. Yes, archery is one of them. She also had to do something else. Ooh, um... Car drifting. Ah, for the bus? For the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh... Um, how long into the film does it take for the first English line to be spoken? Ooh. Now I'm guessing it's... Because that opening prologue, that's quite long. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm going to go like 20, 25 minutes. Yes, 10 minutes, but it's still pretty long oh, for Marvel. So, it, it was a re- I think that was it. That was that I had that really long prologue. And that, that I was like, okay, we got the backstory. Oh no, okay, there's more. Oh no, there's more backstory. Okay. That was jarring. <laughs> yes. Structure yeah. it more predictably, please. <laughs> you need to tweet that at them as well. Just say you don't like backstories. I say I don't like I structure things more predictably, but always surprise me. There we go. <laughs> Yes. Um, the filmmakers have cited a number of films as their, you know, direct influence for the martial arts action. Okay. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Correct. That's on the list. House of Flying Daggers. Mm, it's not on the list. No. Mm, I guess maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, what else? What else? I'm thinking of like martial arts and. Uh... Mine's gone blank. I'm not sure. <laughs> so we got Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah. Tai Chi Master. The Ip Man films. <gasps> I've seen Chan. the first one. It's very good. There we go. The Jackie Chan films. Mm-hmm. And a surprise contender, The Matrix. <laughs> oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah, that does make sense, yeah. Um, Shang and Zia, Zaya, the sister. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. Their names uh, mean, can you guess what their names mean? Brother and sister. No, they mean up and down. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> and they're written by two different characters that look mirrored. So I wonder if that's showing like two different like sides of the, you know, maybe they're the two different sides of their dad. So Shang is up. Yes. And Xia is down. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, we've talked about... The problematic stuff. So Shang Chi was originally introduced as the son of a character named Fu Manchu. He oh, was yeah. a problematic, deeply stereotypical character. Um, and then they Marvel changed Fu into the Mandarin. Their depictions weren't helpful, so they rebuilt the character from the ground up. Was there a positive reaction from like Asian communities? Uh, we'll get yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, did you recognise Katie's grandmother? No. Should I? Yes, you might have seen her before in a different Marvel title. Oh, no. I can't remember, but I might remember if you tell me. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who was she in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? She is Agent May's mother. Oh, I see. Oh, doubling up as well, are we? Mm-hmm. People love to double dip in the Marvel world. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I am. This Did was you- a really like it. it this was a, a a podcast with you know intellectualism, and then you just downgraded it completely. There. Excuse me. You made me record a segment where I talk about being a horse, so I don't think we have any legs to stand on there. <laughs> <laughs> By Grandpa's hammer. <laughs> I'm nothing. Yeah. Oh, nice reference. Um, <laughs> I'm nothing if not a hypocrite. <laughs> um, did you notice any product placement in this film? Oh, it's probably loads, but I, I'm kind of blinded to it now because it's everywhere, especially in Marvel films. So this and Black Widow both had the same, I'm guessing the same advertising deals because they both contain extensive BMW product placement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Including a couple of models that were not actually publicly re- revealed when filming commenced. Oh, so, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why there's so many BMWs around now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
earlier in the film, we got Sean or Shang mentioning having been once mistaken for being Korean. Mm-hmm. Do you know why this is significant? Did it happen to the actor? So, no, he in the actor plays a member of a Korean Canadian family in Kim's Convenience, which is on Netflix. If you were interested okay. in what it's Ooh. a it's a sitcom sort of series. Oh, maybe I'll check it out. I've worked out what the Lotus was because I, I was going to ask you a question about the le- the logo mm-hmm. <laughs> of the Ten Rings logo, which features the Lotus with a skull. And you need to make sure you have the correct answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so in the comics, she is called what? <laughs> Pink Lotus. Cursed Lotus. Cursed Lotus. So it's not even a colour. You lie. Well, no, I didn't lie. I gave you examples of like you adjective me. adjective lotus <laughs> is a color an adjective yeah but it would be if it yeah yeah if it's describing something that is that color yeah so there we it go it could be either i guess couldn't it it could be all of them mm. <laughs> well, apart from verb no one can orange i've been redded <laughs> i've been greened <laughs> maybe you could be greened that sounds like a thing yeah. Um, then we've got um, why the co-writer, what like how he he spoke with his Chinese mother about something significant in the film, and she told him, well, she t- she he mentioned the film's character, and she told him it had to be a good character. Who was it? Oh. Um... Had to be a good character. Mm-hmm. The um, the guy who teaches Aquafina archery. No, it's the oh. dragon. Oh, the dragon. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and when he asked her why, she said it's because dragons are protectors. They are in Chinese mythology. They are. Mm-hmm. But I think in a lot of fantasy, <laughs> they're evil. <laughs> so it's nice to see. Yeah, there is apparently a big distinction between like European dragon folklore and Asian dragon folklore in that in Asian dragon folklore, they're like good. They're fierce mm-hmm. warriors, but they're on the side of good and protection, whereas they're usually evil in European folklore, <laughs> which I think is a bit of Orientalism, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it probably is, actually. I could be wrong. Um, I have no idea. But that that's me surmising. Well, that brings us back to your question, and it is my final question. How do you think people responded to this film in the um, Asian Asian American community? Um, I'm guessing they might quite like it, but they I don't know. Do like it. Yeah, it's yeah. a refreshing break from past depictions, and hopefully a step towards even more multidimensional, varied, and interesting Asian characters in the future. Um. We've got a quote from someone about Alcofina's character in mm. particular saying it's a vital addition. <laughs> Unlike you, they think they're a vital addition to the movie because they represent what it's like to be Asian American, which is a really unique experience because you feel torn between two communities. Interesting. That is interesting. Yes. They mentioned that briefly when she's sitting with the family, don't they? Yes. Yeah. They do. Yes. Um, um and a lot of people like the powerful Asian women in the film. They weren't just submissive sex figures. Um, and they weren't hardcore characters without feelings. They're whole humans in this movie. That's it though, isn't it? That um, they weren't no, no one in there is, is the Asian stereotype. They're, they're, always, they're often playing, you know, mysterious, magical character or mm. um, nerdy hacker or yes. um, immigrants working in shop or something like that you know um it's so restrictive and so reductive because it's like you're talking about you know quite a lot of people here so yes exactly yeah because you've got the mystical stoics or geeks and awkward Mm -hmm. nerds or whatever so yeah they they all really liked that we had just um regular asians and magical asians on screen doing amazing things yeah so that's very nice isn't it that is very nice we always like that we do we love to see it. Thank you. That was an interesting quiz. It was. You always make interesting quizzes. Thank you. And I am going to tell you what we have next. And for the first time in a long time, we have a second film in a row. Thank you, COVID. 
helped us out in the end. It's one I haven't heard great things about, though. What's it's the Eternals. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's a shame because I'm looking forward to watching it because the cast is, like, ace. It's a peak but, cast. No yeah. No about the cast. No. But, and... But I like I haven't really spoken to anyone who's been positive about it or read anything. So I'm like I'm positive about it. So I'm like, oh, goody. You'll probably be controversial and say you loved it. Next I'm going to go in and say I love it. I'm going to just say that anyway, just to piss you off. Yeah, just watch my eye twitch on Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> and then see your soul get eaten by demons. Yeah. By demons. <laughs> Until then. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact filled episode. <laughs>